Hi there. I can't believe it's September already. Ah, <laughs> this year is flying by so fast. In honor of the new fall season, where most of us are watching the weather and the landscape really start to change and people are getting back to school or homeschooling, we're offering a fall giveaway. The book bundle that we're offering is Elizabeth Elliot's book, Suffering is Never for Nothing. That's the first book. The second one is Unpacking Forgiveness by Pastor Chris Bronze. By the way, Pastor Bronze is going to be joining us on the podcast in a few weeks. I'm very excited about that. The third book in the bundle that we're giving away is Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy by Mark Rogop which we discussed in episodes 9 and 10 when we were talking about biblical lament with Ryan Higginbottom. I know that all three of these books are going to be as much of a blessing to you as they have been to me. So if you'd like to be entered in the drawing, go ahead and leave us a written review over on Apple Podcasts or on the podcasting platform of your choice. Take a screenshot of that written review and post it in our Facebook group, Christ Dependent Single Motherhood. Apple Podcast reviewers will get two entries into the drawing, and all the other podcast platform reviews will get one entry. You can leave a written review for us on as many podcast platforms as you like, and if you've already done one, you can write a review on others. That's totally fine. Now, this is just for the month of September, so write your reviews now if you want a chance to get these excellent books for free. Last week, we had Kelly Russell with us talking about what the Bible says about narcissists and narcissism, and today she's joining us again to answer this question, how do I spot a narcissist as I prepare to date after divorce or widowhood? This was such a great conversation and two of the biggest takeaways that I walked away with personally are to bathe the whole situation thoroughly in prayer and to refuse to walk in fear, trusting that the Lord will lead and guide as we seek him and use his wisdom in dating. This is definitely an episode to share with people you know might benefit So go ahead and be sure to send them a link. Hello and welcome to Christ-Dependent Single Motherhood. Are you feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and longing for a safe community of believers? Do you sit up at night Googling how to work and homeschool at the same time or Bible verses on anxiety? Do you wish for a Titus II older woman to help you navigate this lonely parenting path? I'm Sarah, a veteran homeschooling mom, daughter of Christ, and no stranger to broken marriage. I know the heavy burden of shouldering a family alone. I only wanted to raise my children to love Jesus Christ, but I watched as my family crumbled in front of me. I didn't know who I could trust, but God provided the healing and discipleship I needed through mentors who spent years faithfully applying His Word to my heart 
like ointment to wounds. My desire is to use this podcast to share what I've learned, what I'm still learning. My prayer is that you'll be pointed to Christ, learn to forgive, find freedom from fear, and learn that we have a God who can be trusted. Make sure your earbuds are charged and grab your Bible. Let's walk this path together. Welcome back, everyone. We have with us again today, Kelly Russell, our biblical counselor friend from Vancouver, Washington. And today she's going to be talking to us about how to spot a narcissist. Welcome back, Kelly. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here with you. Yeah. Well, you know, this is a question that A lot of our listeners and our Facebook group members have a concern about, and it's either because um, they've dealt in a previous marriage with someone whom modern psychology would define as having narcissistic traits, and that made for almost an impossible marriage, Mm -hmm. or um, maybe this, some of our ladies are widows and they hear these horror stories about um, what ends up happening. And they really want to avoid such a situation if at all possible. So I'm just hoping you can offer us some wisdom. What should, what should our listeners be looking for? What are some clues to know whether a man who is displaying interest in us might have some of these narcissistic traits? Mm -hmm. Yeah, really important and good question. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've done a lot of work coming alongside, um, actually widows who were married to those that we would, uh, frame narcissists, but didn't know it till after the fact Uh. and realized, you know, this, this happened and this happened. And I'm like, "Hmm, it sounds very narcissistic. So, you know, when you get to the heart of things, you know, they realize that everything was all about him. Mm. everything was about him really hard for her to have feelings, emotions, you know, desires, uh, dreams. They all circled around his hopes, his desires, his dreams. And um, I think that's one of the key pieces, right? Do we come away from uh, conversations and interactions? And yes, there is, you know, the fearfulness is, is it, it's appropriate, but we also know that God doesn't want us to live in fear, right? Right. We've not been given a spirit of fear, yeah, power yeah. and love and it's on mind. Yeah. yeah. Second Timothy one, seven, one of my favorite passages. Um, so their fruit, right. What does their fruit say? Getting to know their, um, I think one of the number one things that I talk with, uh, ladies about when they're getting ready to date is what does their family look like? Mm. What is their uh, friend group look like? What does their church group look like? Um, assuming that you're dating a believer. Um, Is there evidence of that? One of the passages that I love that kind of talks about the heart of narcissism, it says, 
uh, it's Luke 6, 43 through 46. It says, there is no good tree that produces bad fruit, nor on the other hand, a bad tree that produces good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn plants or grapes harvested from thorn bushes. The good person out of the good treasury of his heart brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasury brings forth evil. Mm. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks, right? And then why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? So that really encompasses when you're interacting with somebody new in relationship, you know, male or female, what is the fruit? What does their mouth say? right? When nobody else is looking, right? But also what are the people who would witness to them, witness about them say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think another really important component to keep in mind is that, so for those that haven't been in relationships with narcissists, um, and they are in a community and healthy family dynamics where they're seen, they know they're loved, they're cared for, um, they know what healthy God honoring relationship looks like. My, the bigger concern I have, and one of the conversations I have a lot is if we don't do our own hard work to get healed, right. We'll go back into these patterns again. Yes. Right. Yes. So if you yes. have been victim of a narcissistic relationship or an oppressive relationship, you have to do your own hard work and you have to get connected to healthy community <clears throat> because we know I'd said that before, but God created us for safe, healthy, loving, nurturing, God-honoring community. That's his heart for us. So do we have those kind of relationships in our lives now, right? So as you scan over, uh, who would you say is healthy in your life? Do you or Are you isolated? Are you alone? We never want to date somebody in isolation. That's not wise, mm-hmm. right? What do other people say about this person? Challenge, of course, with narcissists, because you can't always trust what they say. Because uh, again, we're back to the narrative. You know, what's their narrative? What right. the narrative conquer, right? And um, so bringing in other people that, you know, you trust that are discerning is really key and not dating in isolation. Um, and that's really tricky, especially as you get older. Um, I'm getting close to the age of 60 and I have a couple of female friends and it's easier as you get older, right? Or when you have children, right? So that's another major component is um, having people that care about you and care about your children around you that can say, yeah, this is an excellent guy. Like, you know, I've gotten to spend time with him uh, alone. So then you bring in your male, you know, your brothers, you know, can you go have coffee with them? What do you think? You and so that and, and a, a, somebody who's not a narcissist is going to totally welcome that they're going to they're going to want to, you know, connect most of the time. There are, yes, absolutely um, uh, exceptions to that rule. But that's all, again, in the beginning, it's about are they willing to be transparent? Can you be transparent in your relationship with them? Uh, a couple of my notes is, you know, that safe, loving, transparent. Can I be transparent about my dreams and my hopes and how I'm interacting with God? Or do they minimize it and try to one up me? Right. Mm. Um, because narcissists, it's all about them needing to feel the most valued and superior. Mm. And all that right. stuff. Um, so, yeah, those are some of my main notes. So what, what I'm hearing three. you say, um, you know, I think I've mentioned to the listeners, I've been in biblical counseling for years. In fact, I just graduated, which was 
amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but one of the things that they said to me was someone in your situation should avoid long distance relationships. And that's what I'm hearing you say too, Kelly, mm -hmm. is that somebody coming out of um, a narcissistic mm -hmm. relationship or marriage Mm -hmm. should really avoid, um, doing virtual relationships. And that's, a that's a kind of a tall order because as we yeah. know, so many people now use online dating apps yeah. and, yeah. um, end up meeting someone that's a distance from them. And so there's less of an opportunity to get to know this person in real life. Yeah. So what you're saying is ideally, get in a situation where you can get to know this yep. person in real life and they can um, get to know your family members and Lord willing, if you have a solid church, which if you don't have a solid church, yeah. find one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I know that can be challenging. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's not something that happens overnight, No, but not. assuming you have a solid church, um, get them in your church and let your church family get to know him. And that, I mean, just like we don't, we can't find a solid church overnight and, and start building those relationships. I mean, I think a big question a lot of people have is time. How much time is this going to take? And mm -hmm. I know with my own experiences, I would feel very cautious about getting to know someone anything less than a year in real life mm -hmm. before yeah. making any kind of decision. What yeah. is your perspective on that? Yeah. You know, time is so, it's so interesting in our world because yeah. And it's part of the reason actually that narcissism has been allowed to uh, grow and why it's so pernicious in our, our, our social systems because of technology mm -hmm. and because we can hide, right. We can present this image that, you know, uh, says one thing, but at home, we're leading another, right? Because community has been separated out and we're in so much more isolation than we ever have been as a society, even though we have all these new ways to connect, right? But we can very much create that uh, narrative that we want other people to see, right? And yeah, very easy to hide behind that. Time-wise, you know, I think that um, anybody who who's ready to date, you know, being upfront in the beginning with somebody that you would be interested in dating. Number one, we know that dating is not something we just do for fun. It's something we do because we honor the uh, creation of marriage and the way that God designed it. And so if we're dating, we make it real clear, you know, I'm not dating just to have a good time. I'm dating because I'm interested in having a spouse, you know, so let's talk through these and, and going from the very beginning, asking some of the hard questions, you know, how do you interact with this? How do you interact with that? How would you respond to, um, you know, the, the things that are really heart importance for you? Uh, tell me about your walk. Tell me about your, uh, your testimony you know how would you say that you came to a saving knowledge of Christ what did that look like um so we're really kind of dating them as brother or sister in Christ first right. getting to know them and if we have that stance versus you know getting caught up romantically right away that's always it's challenging and it's hard not to right when we tend to want to go into relationship because we're lonely um but if we're prayerful I can't stress that enough you know what God I feel like I'm ready to start dating, but I'm terrified. I don't know what that looks like. Um, I really want your help and your wisdom and God will totally honor that. 
um, can't stress that enough. Uh, met my now husband, you know, very similar. I wasn't even dating, but um, God was so faithful in that, you know, even though we've gone through hard things, he's been faithful to say, no, this is the marriage that, you know, I wanted for you. Um, so, and a lot of times we aren't prayerful when we go into dating, mm. we think God's not interested in that. So, yeah. Or it, and, you know, I think sometimes we think that we can do a better job ourselves without bringing things to the Lord in prayer. And that's, I mean, that's so false. We don't, we don't necessarily recognize that that's our thought pattern, but that, um, or we just kind of want to do what we want to do. We want to do it our way. And that's why that's a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And we know that God's heart is broken over our marriages that didn't flourish. We know his heart is broken in that too. And a lot of times we think that, you know, God is against us and that, and that's not true. He wants us to have healthy, loving, honoring relationship, right. In marriage, he wants that to be the expression of the intimacy that he has in the Trinity. And so, um, you know, when we're dating, that's what we're looking for. We don't want right. to, you know, go for second best. We want, we want prime, prime property. Right. So, now yeah. in our initial conversation, we just, briefly touched on pornography. Mm. And if I get in a situation in the future where I would like to date somebody, mm-hmm. I have often thought one of the, one of the first things I'd like to ask is what is your relationship with pornography? What um, structures do you have in place for avoiding temptation and how is that working for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or even what's your view on pornography? What do you think about that? You know, um, because there's assumption, right. Built into the question. If we're saying, you know, what, what do you have built in and not saying that not everybody doesn't struggle with that. And men, especially um, there's different temptations for them in that. Um, but yeah, having that conversation early on, it is one of the traits that has also uh, grown hugely in our world. Um, it's heartbreaking, uh, the devastation that pornography brings. And yeah, they should absolutely be willing to have a conversation about that. And, you know, it'd be face-to-face would be ideal. Um, what are your thoughts about that? You know, and look for hesitations, look for, well, I don't think, I mean, I've had people say, I'm like, oh boy, howdy. Um, I've had people come to counseling, you know, I'm dating this person and they said this and, um, or this person's been struggling with pornography for five, you know, five years as we've been dating. I'm like, and you're still dating. Why? You know, because God is really clear, you know, that's sexual immorality period. But we live in a world that says, no, that's okay. And we minimize it. And that's not honoring us in marriage, right? They, they don't know how to honor marriage when that's the base that they come from. Right. So not if I answered your question. <laughs> Well, in a way, I just wanted to bring that up because that, that does seem to be a recurring theme among men who have these narcissistic traits and that this is a problem for them. And it's, you know, I mean, you know, it's just devastating. And think about why that is Sarah. It's about self. Well, and they get to be the, the, the Lord of their universe. They get to decide when they're fulfilled and when they're not, instead of being surrendered to the Holy spirit. Right. right. Now, Kelly, in your experience with women that you've counseled, again, we just, I think we said it in the last episode, it's not that 
only men can be sure. have these narcissistic traits. It's just that you specialize in women yeah. coming out of or in abusive marriages, in marriages where these men have the traits of a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have you counseled with women who went into a marriage really believing that they were marrying a very godly man, a man who really loved the Lord, loved mm-hmm. his work? Um, did any of those women say to you, Oh, now in retrospect, even when we were dating, I could see this red flag or that Mm -hmm. red flag. Do you have any, do you have any things like that? that Because here's the thing. I think a lot of our listeners, not all, but there's a significant um, number of our listeners who went Mm -hmm. into a marriage, believing that they were marrying a really godly man and that Mm -hmm. he was so careful and so moral and, you know, honest and things like that, but it turned out to be something quite different. What, Mm -hmm. what is your experience with the women that you've counseled? Have they in retrospect been able to identify red flags? Yeah. And that is so tricky, right? Because we know that the heart of a true narcissist that's high on that spectrum, on that uh, scale, um, they're, they're deceitful, right? And they're deceitful above all things. And I think one of the most important things in that for the woman, if you haven't had this conversation with God already, is to say, you know what, God, by all all indications, I trusted them at their face value mm-hmm. and they lied. That's not about me. That's about them. And I need to surrender that to you and do mm-hmm. the grieving in the in the morning over that. I feel deceived. Well, you were deceived, right? Um, Father, give me the sight and the ability to be able to see through that. Should I interact with that? Because that hindsight, right? Yeah, we say hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Um, but being fearful, um, again, that gets back to not doing it in isolation. We have to bring other people around. Um, and you do the best that you can. I'd, I'd love to promise that you, yes. you know, the surefire way, you know, I even, I share my story for that reason, you know, God has a different plan in my story. So um, he's given me the ability to see things, you know, differently and uh, to see my husband differently. And sometimes, you know, there's negative traits that, you know, God is using you to help bring, do that iron sharpens iron, you know, So when you're feeling, do you know what oppression feels like? Are you aware of that language? Um, And we didn't talk about whether or not I can use sites of books, but one of the, um, one of my mentors has written a book called Behind the Veil. His name is Warren Lamb. And in uh, chapter six and seven, he does a really great job of the, the title of that section is how they pull it off tactics and systems of oppressors. And so being aware of that, right? Because the more you're informed and the more aware you are of, oh, this is a tactic. I don't feel comfortable with, what don't I feel comfortable with? Where are your sisters that would be able to help you bounce that off and say, you know, this happened, not sure what to do with that. Is that me being overly, because that's a number one thing too. When you've been in a long-term oppressive, narcissistic, oppressive relationship, you doubt your judgment, right? Well, that's just me being overly blah, 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 whatever's on the other side. And I'm like, actually not. 
that's God working on your discernment. And that's a push in your spirit. And he gave that to you for a reason. So mm-hmm. go talk about it with another sister, right? You can call me You can call one of my, you know, people on our team, and we'd be glad to talk through. No, you're not off on that. Talk to your pastor, you know, well, if they're healthy, obviously. I don't mean to <laughs> that. Sorry, I know. I know, um, but it has to be said. Too much with leadership. I'm like, oh, okay, I have to stop doing that. So, you know, people that you trust, that you trust their, you know, that their that their discernment is good and, th- and that they honor you and they know your story. They know what your vulnerabilities are, right? Mm. Um, yeah, that's a lot of the work I do too, walking alongside, you know, women, helping them build their communities. Uh, no, that's that sounds really safe. That sounds really good as they get to, uh, strengthen, right. Their own discernment. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kelly, I'm going to be putting a link in the show notes to your ministry. And I'd like to also add a link to, um, it's Warren Lamb's book, right. Yeah. Behind yep. the veil. Yeah. I know I keep that book keeps coming up and yeah. I want our listeners to, um, have the link to that resource, but Once again, I just really appreciate your taking the time out of your day to talk to us about these important issues. I know a lot of women are going to benefit from hearing these episodes. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. Very glad to be a help and absolutely pray that it is helpful. Amen. Yes. If you've been uplifted in any way by this podcast, it would mean so much if you'd not only subscribe, but leave a written review over on Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking for a community of like-minded, believing women on the same path as you, consider joining our Facebook group. A link is in the show notes. Until next time, remember, we have a God who can be trusted.